rereading these poems and digging into them to, to try to understand what I was doing with them has uh, uncovered all kinds of stuff <laughs> that uh, I could I could have another lifetime of uh, investigation <laughs> into what uh, is being uncovered. Uh, mm. Can't quite. Uh, can't quite comprehend it all. It's amazing. The next poem is called Chains of Life. He who would live within his home be to himself entire would draw himself into shell as a crustacean child's fortress. He who would not come home at all be to the world devoted would spread himself upon the sand as nature's creatures bound. He who would venture and return, be a hunter, sailor, warrior man, would test himself within, without, as human life requires. He who would dwell in depth be to himself quite honest, would open him unto his soul, selves in endless chains of crying. He who would see the heavens be to the world quite honest, would open him unto another as worlds in endless chains of calling. May 26, 1974.
you want to take the time, there's uh, a background to uh, this one. And it comes along with uh, a guy named Alfred North Whitehead. And what he called Adventures in Ideas. Really a neat title. It's uh, a title that has to do with uh, what in my poem I call Chains of Life. Philosophy is intellectual and practical. It opens to process and reality as an endeavor to obtain self-consistent understanding of things observed. That's the way that Alfred North uh, Whitehood uh, put it. From my point of view, we encounter theaters of perception, attention, brain function, and behavior, an impulsion of greater um, imagination in thought and action. What Whitehead calls adventures in ideas and the progress of the soul. The humanitarian ideal and the anatomy of the world, aspects of freedom as ideas emerge from activities to manifest laws of nature as psychological cosmologies that often exclude our direct intuitions. Science and philosophy are as aspects of a great enterprise of the human mind. Whitehead saw a new reformation in process and reality as elements of civilization, as patterns of behavior, as patterns of emotion, as patterns of belief, and as patterns of technology in the structure of experience and the duality of human existence, emergent awareness, acceptance, action, and adherence to the present moment of adventures. Anyway, that's the background of the thing. Quite a, uh, uh, a statement. Um, it, it turned out that uh, at uh, 
the Claremont Graduate School, we uh, studied Alfred North uh, Whitehood, and uh, uh, and they developed a whole uh, institute for the study of uh, what was called uh, process. Process just being what we all experience in our lives, that we go through the process of living and try to make sense of it. And from that, I think we are right now experiencing uh, the emergence of the mind's new science and that it calls for a unification of philosophy, psychology, artificial intelligence, neuroscience, and anthropology and linguistics. But it leaves out all kinds of uh, things that uh, are yet to be included that we can't quite comprehend in what is called the cognitive re uh, revolution, uh, the full scope of uh, what uh, is being uh, just introduced in what people call cognitive science. Anyway, uh, Alfred North Whitehead was right at the beginning of the opening of uh, this mind's new science. Anyway, that's what came of the poem. I'm finding that uh, lots of stuff that um, comes out of these poems uh, I had no idea of when, when I wrote them. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing, Grandpa. That's great. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it sure is interesting with the technology being integrated into these, the study of all this, well, fMRIs and all and, that. And right now with this uh, big uh, surge in artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, it's going to get weird. <laughs>